one. We're live everywhere. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogut Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. It's great to be with you. So many things going on. Project Fear. What do you know about Project Fear? Well, I'll tell you what you know about Project Fear. It's everything that has conspired over the last few years to make you in, to put you into a state of fear to then forcefully make decisions for you. I'll tell you what I mean by that. So it is so crazy that literally every single day since I started creating this podcast, there is just so much going on in the world. It's it, that every day we have bombshells. Nearly every day we have bombshells. But before I get into that, yesterday I was on a Twitter Spaces uh, with Grant Cardone, Nelson Pig, uh, some other people, by the way, if you guys are listening or if you're new to the Jonathan Cogan show, cause you were listening to that Twitter spaces. Thanks for being part of the movement, the largest apolitical movement in human history. Okay. Bringing world peace, pro human, pro freedom, pro love back to the earth. Oh, and pro earth, of course, anti tyranny. So I, we were just talking about generally everything that's going on and how chaotic it is. Basically the great reset versus the great awakening. And I gave you the shtick. If you're, if you're new, with, if you're, if you've been with the John the Cogan show for a while, you know the shtick. Okay. So basically we were just spitting fire, just telling the truth. Okay. Awakening the masses. Okay. Providing them a political point of views. And after I was done, Grant made a uh, question. He posed a question to the whole Twitter space saying, okay, is Jonathan a genius or is he full of shit? And wanted to get a poll, wanted to get a temperature of what I said and what people thought. So people started posting in their comments. He said, either put genius or full of shit. And nearly everybody wrote genius. A couple wrote a couple screws in his head are loose, but I DM'd one of those two people and we straightened that out and we're on the same page. So really one person, but they just couldn't grasp it because what we talk about here is so meta. It's so truthful that it just shocks. It is the, it's the largest red pill in the world. It's the largest awakening in the world. Okay. But you guys know that you gals know that because you've been part of this movement for many months now. I mean, we're coming up to a year, almost a year of truth, red pills, facts, apolitical, unbiased news to your ear, to your YouTube channel, wherever you get the John the Kogan show, by the way, subscribe to wherever you listen to the John the Kogan show. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, the rumble channel, or on any podcast player, please do that now. Okay. Um, so yeah, so mo so uh, basically why I'm telling you this besides just inflating my ego and patting myself on the back, which we're a political here. So I don't care about that stuff is you are listening to trustworthy material. And if you think twice about that, go look at the previous 162 episodes and just check how our record is. Have we been accurate or have we been inaccurate? Go look at them. We almost are batting a thousand. We might be batting a thousand. Actually. I don't even know. We might be batting a thousand now. So let's get into the WhatsApp messages, project fear, Fauci fabricating scientific papers. It's all coming out. Why is it coming out now? Now that's a good question, but we're not going to get into that exactly. Maybe at the end, this is so big. This is so big. Like I can't even believe this is real. And the great thing is, is that we're starting to see real journalism again. They're trying because they know that everybody knows that these journalists, newspapers, publications, channels, they know that we know that they are lying. And so they're trying to change course because guess what? It's not even financially viable to be a liar. It actually goes against your bottom line. So it's very strange to lie. It hurts you financially. It hurts you reputationally. It hurts you in everything. 
maybe you had like a little sprint there from like, you know, 2020, 2022, but now you're in the gutter. No one believes any of it. None of it. That's why they come to the Jonathan Cogan show. That's why we're breaking through the mainstream. That's why we are becoming the mainstream. So now let's get into Project Fear. The Telegraph is posting real stuff. So Matt Hancock is the health secretary in the UK. All right. He sent WhatsApp messages, his communications to a journalist to ghostwrite a book for him about the pandemic. All right. And before I get into reading these and pulling them up on the screen, just know that the same people that used COVID as a power grab to make up for their own insecurities and weaknesses are the same people calling you a conspiracy theorist. So perhaps you are on the right side of history because guess what? You are, we are everybody who has brain cells left in their head. Know what the truth is. It just took many, many podcast episodes and YouTube episodes to get it out there. And there's other truth tellers out there, but they came in a little later in the movement. Some came on in August, in September, didn't really pick up to like January of this year. We've been on this movement before it was cool because it was the right thing to do. So these messages are crazy. He sent it to a journalist to ghost write a book for him. Well, these messages exposed, uh, let's just say a lot of corruption like a lot of corruption, like psychotic corruption. And so this journalist decided to publish them in what is now referred to as the lockdown files. And if you don't remember lockdowns, lockdowns is when the governments across the Western world went full-blown tyranny and told people they can't leave their ho their houses. Just like Woody Harrelson said on Saturday Night Live, you can't leave your houses till you take a force experimental gene therapy then you are allowed to leave. It's almost like there was collusion between big pharma, big government and politicians and the media all to get you to do things against your will. Maybe you were lining up at the door at CVS. God bless your soul. If you were, that's fantastic. But for a lot of people, they just like to be free. We like to be left alone. So let's get into what this exposed because this is unbelievable. And I'm not even kidding. This is unbelievable. All right. So first things first, the telegraph, we're very happy that they're doing journalism again. So it's called project fear. Authors discussed when to deploy new COVID variant. Do you believe that? that I, yeah. You heard that correctly. That's real. Okay. That's real. In his messages, his WhatsApp messages, here, let's just read it for you. And if you're watching, I have it up on the screen. Again, this is from the telegraph. Matt Hancock wanted to, quote, deploy a new variant to, quote, frighten the pants off, close quote, the public and ensure they complied with lockdown. Leaked messages seen by the Telegraph have revealed. This is real. This is absolutely 1000% real. And I'll show you the I'll show it. I'll read the WhatsApp messages in order after this. The lockdown files more than 100,000 WhatsApp messages sent between ministers, officials, and others show how the government used scare tactics to force compliance and push through lockdowns. So your kids can't go to school, so they can't learn, so they're behind forever, and you can't go out and exercise and be healthy. You get more sick. You, you don't have the, the freedom to assemble with your other human beings to perhaps protest. Nope. Uh-uh. Very, very smart. Isolate, spit out propaganda through the mainstream media and the internet and get everybody into a psychosis. That wasn't part of it. That was a little commentary. 
That's why we're the number one news commentary podcast in Albania. What's up, Albania? You guys are awesome. So in another message, Simon Case, the the cabinet secretary, said that the fear guilt factor was vital in ramping up the messaging during the third national lockdown in January 2021. Well, if you keep complying, you better get excited for the 18th lockdown in January 2028 when you have literally zero freedoms at that point. You see, you can't be quiet. You must speak up. The previous month, Matt Hancock, the then health secretary, appeared to suggest in one message that a new strain of I got to be careful because the algorithm, you understand? COVID. Because I feel like I already said it too much. And this will probably get flagged for misinformation or disinformation or malinformation or a whole bunch of bullshit that came. Those words, sorry for my language, but those words were created by the Soviet Union to basically uh, take the credit to, to discredit anybody who went against the centralized government narrative that's where the words came from they're now just using it again in the western world and people are literally saying oh i'm a disinformation expert if you're a disinformation expert you are probably the biggest spreader of disinformation of all time it's the biggest fraud titles ever but you know that by now because you enjoy the truth uh so again a new strain of had recently emerged oh i'll read it again the then health secretary, Matt Hancock, appeared to suggest in one message that a new strain that had recently emerged would be helpful in preparing the ground for the looming lockdown by scaring people into compliance. Remember, this also made you a conspiracy theorist if you thought any of this or spoke out about it, which just meant you were over the target and you were getting to the bottom of the truth. When you just slander someone, they're a racist, they're conspiracy theorist, they're a bigot, they're all that. It's just to discredit you. It's to get people to look away. And it works for some people. But now you know that that's the only tactic they have. They don't counter it with other information. They just slander. Okay? Just defamation. In a WhatsApp conversation on December 13th, attained by the Telegraph, Damon Poole, one of Mr. Hancock's media advisors, informed his boss that Tory MPs were, quote, furious already about the prospect of stricter COVID measures and suggested we can roll pitch with the new strain. The comment suggested that they believe the strain could be helpful in preparing the ground for a future lockdown and tougher restrictions in the run up to Christmas 2020. Mr. Hancock then replied, quote, we frighten the pants off everyone with the new strain, close quote. So, uh, the people who jumped on this power grab during this pandemic, quote unquote, just weak people, just want the people who got excited to say, put on your mask. Then now we know from Cochrane Library, the gold standard of research that they don't work or where are your papers? When I would go to a restaurant in New York, I'm like, uh, I thought my people fought for this. Like, I'm not in Nazi Germany. Like, what's going on now? Like, it seems awfully similar, right? Cross the bridge. Where are your papers, Jew? Oh, my God. Where are your papers, uh, you anti-vaxxer? I don't know. It's crazy. And I'm allowed to say that I'm a Jew. Okay? So don't get all your panties up in a bunch. Uh, Mr. Poole agreed, saying, yep, that's what we will get proper behavior change. They are laughing in your face. But guess what? We were all duped. It's okay. Now we're on team apolitical. Now we're on team freedom, free love, and we're on team peasant. We're coming together like never before. And that's the establishment and the elite's biggest fear. If we join hands across party lines and realize that we are more sane than more, 
of the same than different. And they stopped dividing us over race, things that have, have plagued the human race forever, that have been used as the divide and conquer strategy forever. If we can see through it like we do on this show and we come together with our brothers and sisters and our peasants all across the world, it's over. It's done. We can't lose because we will not comply. Back to the story. The discussion came two days after Mr. Hancock was informed the emergence of a new variant. Wow, crazy timing. Known as Alpha or the Kent variant in December 2020. A surge in cases later led to the effective cancellation of of Christmas on December 19th. Okay, so you understand what I'm saying. So let's get into the WhatsApp message. Here it is. I'm going to read you the WhatsApp message. This is a screenshot of it if you're listening. Matt Hancock, we frightened the pants off everyone with the new strain. But the complication with that, Brexit is taking the top line. Damon Poole. Yep, that's what will get proper behavior change. Matt Hancock, when do we deploy the new variant? Damon Poole, been thinking more about this and think we need to be more cautious. The strain, that is. Think you made the point earlier, but we need to keep schools off paperwork slash agenda. Matt Hancock. Yes, Damon Poole, worth doing a bit about no leaking at the top, I think. Big risk with the variant. Right-wing papers go for a renewed push for let it rip on the basis the vaccine strategy is undermined. Matt Hancock, that's why we reassure on the vaccine. So there's just so much to get into, and this ties into Fauci fraudulently putting forward the um, uh, uh, new email show. Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned scientific paper in February 2020 to disprove the Wuhan lab leak theory. This was all a manufactured crisis from the start. There's, we can get into the reasons for this. And, and, and I got into that on the Twitter spaces. And if you've been with the show, you know, a lot of the reasons there's a lot of cycles convening at this point in time. It's a crazy time to be alive, but we're not going to get into that right now because, well, if you're new, go back and listen to some of the episodes. Go look at the titles. They're interesting. Okay. The, the truth doesn't fade. Okay. The lies fade and the truth be, comes to the, the forefront. Okay. Uh, what is it? Sunlight is the sunlight is the best disinfectant. That's like the cool phrase. Well, we thought it was just in our best strategy, best interest to tell the truth, and that's why you come back. That's why you listen to this podcast because you know there's no agenda. How do you know that? Because we're apolitical. It's impossible to have an agenda. Period. Full stop. Period. Nada. Badingo. You know what I mean. So, um, where do I want to go with this? So, actually, let's play a little bit of the telegraphs video on uh youtube which is about these articles they made a little youtube video about the lockdown files and i think it gives a pretty good uh let's just say synopsis of it and so let's pull that up here and let's play the beginning of that because i think it gives a good summary of the lockdown files and this is so massive this is all right so let's pull up that video from the telegraph which gives a little summary on these lockdown files. It's a fantastic, um, it's a fantastic little summary. And I think you'll like hearing it. So they title it. Why Matt Hancock's WhatsApp messages were revealed by the telegraph, the lockdown files. All right. Let's play this for you. All right. Take a listen. The Telegraph has taken the decision to publish Matt Hancock and other ministers and their aides messages in the lockdown files because we strongly believe it's in the public interest to do so. Okay, sorry to pause so quickly, but where were you the last three years? Okay, where were you guys? Where were you journalists? Okay, 
Now you feel like it's appropriate. Maybe it was appropriate two years ago. Maybe it was appropriate a year ago. Now it's appropriate. Why now? Okay. I'm glad you're on the right side of history, but it took a long time for you to remember ethics. Matt Hancock, you know, done his diaries, totally turned over by Isabel Oakshot now. Don't you feel a little bit of sympathy for him? No, I don't. We did have an unprecedented set of circumstances that faced the government and indeed the country back in March 2020 when this pandemic broke out. And subsequently, there's been a huge amount of scrutiny, not least in this newspaper, of some of the decisions that were taken. And we believe that in the interests of openness, transparency and accountability, the public has a right to know some of the discussions that took place behind the scenes that informed decisions which affected people's lives. I mean, there are some stories in journalism that aren't a matter of life and death, but this one was. And the decisions that were taken in the first three months of the pandemic arguably cost more than 20,000 people in care homes their lives. They cost, you could argue, the educational life chances of a generation of children. And they cost small and medium-sized businesses money on their profit margins that they may never be able to recover yeah, from. Yeah, they put many of them out of business forever so they consolidate power into a few multi-international corporations that can then have a monopoly on everything. And then we have to go to these six venues and they control everything that we do. They hate mom and pop shop. They hate the peasants. They hate you. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the true reason why we are so disgusting that peasants are so nasty and we can't associate with peasants. Oh, my God. Look at them. Look at the food they eat. Oh, my God. They can't even meet their peasants. Well, you know, what we say it's better to be on team peasant than team elite. Why? Because we're in the greatest fight of our lives for real freedom. Humanity is going to thrive because of this fight. Okay. I'm just glad that people are realizing the importance of this. Why there aren't literally billions, if not hundreds of millions of people outraged over this, I have no idea what's going on. People are not just absolutely disgusted of what has happened. And this is literally arguably the greatest crime against humanity overall. And the, the really the way it was handled, the response to the pandemic is what really killed more people, literally killed, died. And people aren't outraged. What about the people who lost loved ones, the people who lost friends, the people who lost just teachers, all this crazy stuff. The out, maybe there is more outrage and I just don't hear about it, but this is insanity. Let's get back to this. I'll play this for a couple more minutes. And then we got so much more to get into, like how Fauci fooled America. It's so crazy. And not least did it cost the British psyche enormously to be locked down for weeks and months on end and be made to wear masks when there has always been a question mark over whether the science was actually followed. And what we're trying to do with these lockdown files is show that at times, this part of the narrative suggests that far from following the science, actually public health policy was made up on the hoof, perhaps out of necessity because of the urgency of the situation, but also perhaps out of a degree of political expediency. Was it right that decisions were made at the last minute on, say, the admission of people into care homes and Mr. Hancock deciding against Professor Kushswitty, the chief medical officer's advice, that only those who are coming from hospitals should be tested and that those coming from the wider community shouldn't? Was it right for decisions to be 
delegated to care homes to decide how they were going to test those coming into from the community, if at all, and how they were going to segregate them. So I always talk about it from the angle with the mass of how it was always a lie. We know it never protected against viruses like this, and it was always fake. Okay, it was always just for compliance. But I feel the better argument is from those who are more compassionate. I'm, you know, I, I look at things very dispassionately. I just look for the objective truth. But the way to get the hearts of people who actually did believe in that or still do believe in it is, okay, well, if they're lying about the mass and it didn't work and you had someone who would have been safer at home, like an old person that then went out with a mass and thought they were safe and went out and because it doesn't protect, caught the virus and died that is actually that's the bad that's really the negligence and the really bad reasoning of recommending the mass okay not just to get compliance but you killed people who thought it would protect but it did not protect in public and so they went out thinking they're safe but they weren't safe and they died from it that's a very compassionate way to look at it i look at it like it listen it's just straight compliance they were just trying to go as far as you can this is corruption at the highest level this is big pharma buying all the politicians and media and this is everybody at the highest level on the elite team being on the same squad okay just massive massive corruption agenda like great reset massive massive manipulation massive fraud I mean, this is crazy what we're at, but I'll play another minute of this and then we'll get into how Fauci fooled America. As a newspaper, we will always try and argue that sunlight is the best disinfectant. Mr. Hancock has argued that this is all going to come out in a public inquiry, in which case you could perhaps counter argue and say, well, you shouldn't have any problem with your own messages being exposed in this way if you've got nothing to hide at all from the inquiry. I personally think it's a public service yeah, that all this is in the public yeah. domain. We begin to make up uh, our own minds and see. What the public wants is not an inquiry which only deals with a certain number of pieces of intel and that has to deal with heavily redacted material. We also think that justice delayed is justice denied. And if there are any lessons to be learned, to use the stock phrase from the finding of most government inquiries, is that they take too long to report back to the public. So Keir Starmer has said in the House of Commons earlier today at PMQs that surely this investigation makes it far more urgent for there to be a public inquiry. We can't wait years. It's got to provide answers within months. And I think this newspaper would agree with that analysis. The COVID inquiry has already cost the taxpayer £85 million and hasn't heard from a single government minister yet. So can the Prime Minister assure the House no more delays that the inquiry will have whatever support it needs to report by the end of this year? We are publishing these messages because we think that the public has a right to know as much as possible and not for the inquiry to redact or blot out some of the decision-making that took place behind the scenes. All right, so we'll stop that there, but I'll link it below so you can watch the rest of it. I don't know what you think, but I'm sure it's all going to tell you what I think. This is disgusting. There should be so much outrage over these lockdown files. Okay, especially if you had children there in this time and they couldn't go to school, they couldn't learn, they couldn't be with their friends, and they were forced to mask. And like if they're a little baby who literally grow and learn how to speak by watching other humans' faces, their parents' faces, but couldn't see it because of masks, and they're going to have speech impediments and learning disabilities and just delayed onset of everything. If you are not outraged, 
that's okay. But that's crazy if you're not, okay? It's okay. And you're still on, on, on Team Peasant and we love to have you. But this should wake up everybody. Why it's all coming out right now? Probably because we're going deeper into World War III and something much bigger is happening behind the scenes. So, because everything's by design, it's all distraction. This is all carefully orchestrated in some way. So who knows exactly, but we have to still cover the truth because it doesn't really get the airtime it needs. I still need people to be aware of the truth and what has happened. Literally, the largest psychological operation. What this, Let me tell you what the CIA does. The CIA destabilizes, destabilizes foreign countries by creating disinformation campaigns. Okay, to destabilize the country and the political system. Well, that psychological warfare that has been mastered over decades was turned inwards on its own people in the West, in the US, the UK, and Canada, and Australia, New Zealand, the five eyes, the intelligence agencies for all of those. All right. Like we can't spy on our own people, even though we know they do. So the UK spies on our people, same with Canada, and we just switch flop and they all work together, the five eyes. What you have experienced in the last three years is the highest grade psychological warfare, fifth generation warfare that humans have ever experienced in the history of humanity. But the people are waking up. They accidentally woke up the sleeping lions. Roar! I know that was a terrible lion, but you know what I mean? It's the spirit behind it. Our spirit animal is now lion. Okay. And you know what their spirit animal is? Snake or some satanic creature because they love Satan. Okay. They love Satan. Um, Let's just get into, they really do love Satan. They like praise Satan. Like they bow to Satan. They do like satanic rituals. It's crazy. It, it, we somehow came into a world where it's totally inverted, where we are being run by these literally satanic worshiper people. Right. And like, we are very, you know, pro spiritual, pro kindness, pro human. You know, many of us are pro God or pro something good good energy, pro source energy, whatever. They tried to disconnect us from source energy and turn us into tribal human beings that praise a movement or something human made. Okay. And any times we have praised another human or like climate change or something like that, bad things happen. Okay. You cannot praise other humans. Okay. Go watch videos in the 1930s. All right. That same thing happened. That's what's happening now. But the people are awakening like never before. People are coming from all sides of the aisle to join the apolitical movement because they know this is much bigger than politics. This is a freedom versus tyranny type of fight. Okay. This is a good versus evil fight. I don't know what else you call it. When you start just putting pedophilia in the open, when you mutilate little children and they can, when you can vaccinate little children against their parents' knowledge, that is not okay ever, ever, ever. That's why they can't get like that. It's crazy. And that is not a political opinion. That is a human opinion. All right. That is just being sane. I don't know how else to say it. You know what I mean? So let's get into how Fauci uh, fooled America. Malton Koldorf, Kildorf, Koldorf, and uh, Jay Bacharya, friend of the show. You can go listen to the podcast I did with him many podcasts ago now, which is just crazy. It's been a long time. I'm going to see if I can have him back on soon. Uh, this is from Newsweek, How Fauci Fooled America. Very, very important piece here. Pay attention. So when the pandemic hit, America needed someone to turn to for advice. The media and public naturally looked to Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, an esteemed 
laboratory immunologist and one of President Donald Trump's chosen COVID advisors. Unfortunately, Dr. Fauci got major epidemiology and public health questions wrong. Reality and scientific studies have now caught up with him. So let me just name a few things they got so wrong, it's not even funny. Natural immunity. Why? Because they needed to force mandates on experimental gene therapies. So we have known about natural immunity from disease at least since the Athenian plague in 430 BC. It's 2023. We're talking about 430 BC. Pilots, truckers, and longshoremen know about it, and nurses know it better than anyone. Under Fauci's mandates, hospitals are firing heroic nurses who recovered from Khung after they contracted while caring for patients. With their superior immunity, they can safely care for the oldest and frailest patients with even lower transmission risk than the vaccinated. Crazy, okay? These are the top epidemiologists in the world writing this article. Who are, about, who are also known as fringe epidemiologists, which was a concerted effort by Fauci to discredit them to get his totalitarian measures put in place. I'll just list the other ones, then we'll move on. Protecting the elderly. They failed on that, which was the Great Baronet Declaration. School closures. Can we all agree they flopped on that horribly? Some being closed for over two years, like in California. That is psychotic, okay? That is psychotic. Look at Sweden. Masks. That was all for compliance and show contact tracing collateral public health damage. Nobody's ever going to trust the public health establishment ever. The CDC is done over. And that's all I want to say with that. So now I want to get more deeper into what's being exposed, not only from these WhatsApp messages, which is the UK health minister, but the Fauci, the Fauci also known as the science for people who want to praise little crazy, psychotic Anthony Fauci. Unbelievable. It's like Joseph Mengele or whatever from, from uh, Nazi Germany. It's unreal. It's unreal. So this is from uh, New York Post. And it is new emails show Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned scientific paper in February 2020 to disprove Wuhan lab leak theory. Oh, remember when you were a conspiracy theorist for that? Yeah, I remember that. Good old days. New emails uncovered by House Republicans probing the COVID-19 pandemic reveal the deceptive nature of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, I thought he was such a savior. So there's some people like the Crassentons, these twin brothers who like literally must be paid by like the, Demo the, the, the Democratic Party because you have to be partisan not to just see the truth, whether you're a partisan Republican, partisan Democrat, they happen to be Democrat. And like literally like a week ago, they're like, retweet if you think Fauci is a hero. Like, okay, yeah, right. Okay, don't do your own research. They show he prompted or commissioned and had final approval on a scientific paper written specifically in February 2020 to, to disprove the theory that the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Eight weeks later, Fauci stood at a White House press conference alongside President Donald Trump and cited that paper as evidence that the lab leak theory was implausible while pretending it had nothing to do with him and he did not know the authors. Quote, there was a study recently, he told reporters on April 17, 2020, when asked if the virus could have come from a Chinese lab, quote, where a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences in bats as they evolve and the mutations. And it took to get to that point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump from a species from an animal to a human. It's impossible that it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology that literally studies COVID uh, uh, viruses 
in a laboratory in Wuhan. But no, that's impossible. It came from the wet market down the street. No, how dare you? you? You're racist if you think that, okay? You're racist. You hate humans if you think that this virus came from a lab where the exact same virus is studied. You are a racist. So the paper will be available. I don't have the authors right now, but we can make it available to you, Fauci said. The paper titled The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2 was sent to Fauci for editing in draft form and again for final approval before it was published in Nature Medicine on February 17, 2020. It was written four days after Fauci and his NIH boss, Dr. Francis Collins, held a call with the four authors to discuss reports that COVID-19 may have leaked from the Wuhan lab and may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. The House Oversight Subcommittee published email Sunday in which the paper's co-authors, Dr. Kristen Anderson and Mitch Fauci, quote, prompted him to write the paper with the goal to disprove the lab leak theory. Okay, no problem. And then it was by, oh, listen to who was prompted by Jeremy Farah, uh, Farah, whatever his name is, Tony Fauci and Francis Collins. Jeremy Farah literally is famous. I believe he's the one that helped with manipulating the numbers for how bad the pandemic is um, with the welcome trust uh, and like, and did that, that study in Brazil or had a part of it about ivermectin doesn't work to discredit it. And he basically mishandled the whole thing. And now this last December, he was promoted as like the chief scientist of the world health organization. Oh, for our then head of British nonprofit, the welcome trust, which is Bill, Bill Gates, which has historic ties to the pharmaceutical industry and the Gates Foundation, was rewarded with the plum role of chief scientist of the World Health Organization last year. We live in a, such an upside-down world that the worse you do, the more negligent you are, the more evil you are, you actually get promoted at the highest level. We are in an inverted reality at this point in time. It's bizarre. It's strange. And we must fight back. And we are. This is how you fight back. You wake up the masses. So I'll read this last part. On the day the Proximal Origin paper was published, emails show Farrar pushing through a crucial change. Quote, sorry to micromanage, microedit, but would you be willing to change one sentence? Farrar's change was to replace the word unlikely with improbable in a statement about the lab leak origin. So it would read, it is improbable that SARS-CoV-2 emerged through laboratory manipulation of an existing SARS-related coronavirus. Literally, people got kicked off social media, got their channels removed on YouTube for suggesting that it could have come from a lab in the same city that we found it, which studies the very same thing that was came that came out of that lab that was a pandemic in the world, which was a COVID virus. That's all they study there. It's like back uh, coronaviruses, okay? And people's livelihoods, creators were taken off. And now the energy department comes out and says, oh, that's where it came from with a low likelihood, but that's what they believe it is, that it's from a lab, like anyone with a brain, like uh, uh, John Stewart's incredible bit. You know, he went totally psychotic on his own show, which is crazy. He's a shill for the regime. I don't know what happened. They probably have some blackmail on him. I see anybody who's a shill for the machine now, they must have like Jeffrey Epstein type blackmail on these people because they're, they're just giving up all their credibility. John Stewart was... I'm sure he was somebody of a truth teller and he was like a rebel and all this stuff. Now he's a shield for the regime. But when he went on Colbert, who he's an executive producer of, and they talked about it coming from a lab, he crushed it. So, you know, he's saying in his head, he's trying to be a shill. It is so disingenuous when you watch his show. It's so disingenuous. It's such fraud. 
But yet when he goes and does a bit on, on Colbert about how it came from a lab, everyone loved it because everyone knew that's what probably happened. And literally creators lost their livelihoods because of it. Because of it. So improbable means having a probability too low to inspire belief, unbelievable, even ridiculous. That's what Fauci and friends wanted us to think of the lab leak theory that looked probable from the get-go as one dissenting scientist said at the time and looks more probable by the day. The question of why Fauci went to such effort to obscure the origins of COVID-19 as a major focus of the GOP-led committee. While they're at it, they should quiz the Biden administration's new U.S. negotiator for the pandemic accord at the WHO, Ambassador Pamela Hamamado, a former campaign bundler and Hawaii schoolmate of Barack Obama. Last month, she sided with China to keep deliberations around this new international pandemic treaty secret. What are they trying to hide? Yeah, so you know what's going on right now? The WHO is currently creating a pandemic treaty to basically give up sovereignty of all individual nations so it goes to the WHO. So if they want to mandate lockdown, force injections, just full-blown tyranny, they get the say when there's a pandemic, the WHO, which is the first, the, uh, the largest funder is Germany. The second largest funder is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The third is the United States. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You look anywhere and you see Bill Gates' squirmy face, okay? And abortion lover Melinda Gates, which is fine. We're not, a, it's okay. It's okay. If that's, if that's your cup of tea, we don't care. We're not political. But that lady is obsessed with abortions. It's bizarre. It's like, hey, we could talk about any of your favorite subjects. What do you want to talk about, Melinda? I want to talk about abortions. It's just like, what? You don't want to talk about like sports? You want to talk about your family? No, I want to talk about abortions. It's just a thing that's a very bizarre thing to want to talk about all the time. That's all I'm saying. Usually you want to talk about your favorite movie or maybe a song you like or maybe your own children. But to talk about aborting African young girls, children's, it's just very odd. It's very strange. So it's a red flag to us. But here's the point. Let me tell you the punchline. The punchline is, is yes, we are alive at a very unusual time in history. And there are a lot of things going on, a lot of cycles converging all at the same time. And perhaps it's the last fight for humanity to be free, which is my thesis. And I know how meta that sounds, how crazy that sounds. I am totally aware that it sounds like I have screws in my head that are loose. But if you go and look at all the previous podcasts, all of the YouTube, the Rumble channel, whatever you're on, and you just look at the documented episodes that we have on this show, how can you say with a straight face that there's no credibility? Because we were telling the truth before the truth was cool, and we made truth cool again. We made truth great again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's funny. It's funny. All right? So you have to understand, the world is run by very dark forces for the time being and very bad people, okay? Is this families that have been running stuff for hundreds of years? Perhaps, likely, very likely. Does it all trace back to the same culprits? BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, which by the way, in three years are going to own 90% of the Fortune 500? 90%? Oh, that's normal. Yeah, let's consolidate power in the fewest amount of hands possible so we can just have full-blown totalitarian regimes. You are seeing corporations take over your government in the West. That's what's happening. Excuse me. That is what's happening. I am sorry to be the one to break the news to you that the, that the court, that you are literally experiencing what happens when corporations can buy out politicians and buy out the media and then literally implement anything they want. 
they got you to lock down in your home. They closed down beaches. They closed down hiking trails, like the best place for your microbiome. They shut it down. And they said, you can't leave unless you take an experimental gene therapy, whether you like it or not. And then they started giving it to your children. Then they, then they started mandating it for babies. And then they mandated it for schools. It's crazy. It's not normal. And now, in fact, I will read this last article here. I said, Jeremy Farrar, who did a terrible job handling the pandemic, got promoted from the Welcome Trust, Bill Melinda Gates, to the World Health Organization, Bill Melinda Gates funded all, as well as the chief scientist talking about recently how, guess what? just like they're normalizing everywhere else that guess what? There's going to be pandemics. Get ready. There's going to be more. It's just a matter of when it's just a matter of when let's pull this up. I mean, this is just crazy. You, you, you really can't make this up. So, um, Oh, here it is. Here's the name of the article from the guardian there. There may still be surprises. Jeremy for our warns of pandemic perils ahead. As the former Sage advisor leaves Welcome to join the WHO, he talks about exhausted health workers, the UK's sluggish response to COVID, and the danger of conspiracy theories. Yeah, you want to know why conspiracy? You want to know why conspiracy theories are dangerous? Because you should not do your own research. You should shut up. You should not think for yourself. You do not use your critical thinking skills, and you listen to politicians. And powerful rich people to tell you what to do. And if you step out of line, we will jab you. Okay. So he, I'm just going to, I'm not going to read this. I'm just going to uh, kind of give you the gist of it. But uh, he goes, quote, I'd be less sanguine. Oh, nice words. Okay. That the pandemic is over. I think the overwhelmingly likely scenario is we are in a completely different place and it's much better. The world has immunity now largely, but there may still be surprises in the pandemic. There's going through a horrible wave at the moment. I don't think there's full transparency about cases or about deaths or about the impact of that. And he goes, we need new vaccines to actually stop infection. Remember when they told you to stop infection, like for many, many months saying like you're an idiot if you thought it didn't. Yeah. I remember that we are not in a good enough position to be sure that this is not coming back until we can get transmission blocking vaccines. And I don't know if they're possible, but I think they, they don't know if they're possible. They were damn certain like two years ago. Oh wait, but never mind. They never said that. But I think the ambition should be there by the end of this decade or as soon as possible. I think if we allow this amount of virus to continue to circulate, we are constantly running the risk of a new variant. He goes, this pandemic doesn't stop any other virus from, emerge from emerging. And he talks about how H5N1 is a really concerning issue and how it's probably going to be bird flu. Historically, says hundreds of people who have been infected with the virus, 30% have died. Just be on the lookout. Go listen to the podcast I did called Catastrophic Contagion. Okay catastrophic contagion. So just to give you a little synopsis of this, and then we'll wrap it up. Event 201 was a simulation funded by the Bill and Gates Foundation, Johns Hopkins, that literally perfectly, perfectly, perfectly planned out. It was an unbelievable coincidence. They simulated exactly what happened in the pandemic. Exactly. It was like textbook. It was like training. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable foresight. Six weeks later, you had a, a real case of, of, of COVID-19. Unbelievable. Well, the same people involved in Event 201 have now run a different exercise that you might not have known about called Catastrophic Contagion, except this time it comes for your kids first. No problem. It comes for your kids. Well, if you want to try and protect kids and be on the side of good, go listen to the podcast episode I did a little while ago now called Catastrophic Contagion. Of course, guess who was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? 
but I'm sure they're doing good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't do your own research clown. You understand what I'm saying. So there will be another one. They're, they're taught. They've normalized. And now people are like, Oh, pandemics pop up all the time. When was the last one? 1918. What was the last one? Oh, 2019. When's the next one? There's probably gonna be one in 2023, 2025, 2027 until 2030. Now that they happen all the time. It's not normal. It's not normal. How can I help? I can't. I'm trying to help you remember the time in life when you knew pandemics happened like once every hundred years, not once every three years. Okay. But it's going to happen. Perhaps it happens next year. There's a big election, maybe stuff like that. Maybe it happens this year. I don't know. But the exercise is catastrophic contagion. These people can predict what happens in the future perfectly. And they are also incredible at investing in the very companies that make the most money or get the most funding from the government right before the pandemic happens, like Bill Gates and all the vaccine manufacturers. It's incredible foresight, incredible, like mind blowing or like investing in green energy. And all of a sudden we have a trillion dollar green energy bill. It is unbelievable. These people are the best investors ever. I'm sure they're not corrupt and I'm sure they love you and your family. So you understand the gist. These are bombshell revelations that are going on now. These WhatsApp messages are huge. They are talking about when they want to deploy the new variant to get you to comply. This is massive. Okay. Share this with someone. Subscribe to John the Kogan show if you haven't. If you want to donate to help the pod, which it would really help, go to patreon.com forward slash ownership economy and just donate. Just donate. Patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. It would be massively helpful. If I see one, if I see one donation in the next 24 hours, one additional donation, I'm going to increase this to two podcasts every single day for you. Only if I see one in the next 24 hours, that's it. So that's all I got for today. Project fear is called it's being exposed. Why it's being exposed now. I don't know. I just tell you the facts. Thank you for watching the Jonathan Kogan show. It's always good to be with you. I love you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please follow on Twitter at KOGZ where I post all of these videos, every podcast. The at KOGZ Twitter account is gaining steam. People want to be a part of an apolitical movement, and this is your chance. Join the movement at Kogs, K-O-G-Z, and subscribe on Rumble. And that's all I got for you. If no one told you today, I love you. Wherever you are in the world, have a great morning, great afternoon, great evening. It doesn't matter. Whatever country you're from, you're human, you're pro-peasant, you're pro-human, you're pro-freedom, you're anti-tyranny, you're part of the team. I genuinely love you and thank you for listening. Seriously, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. All right, until next time. Adios, bye-bye. See ya.